Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one. Ow. On a scale. Ah. On a scale. Ow. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister. Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things uh, related to Disney from the uh, video games, the theme parks, the movies, the TV shows, uh, anything Disney, we will cover it. So, uh, tonight at 8 o'clock is the Mickey Mouse 90th birthday celebration. Oh, that's right. Good thing I remembered that, so I can record it. Uh, <laughs> um, Nine o'clock, you said? Eight. Oh, eight. Eight o'clock, so, you know, this will already be over by the time people are listening, but um, hopefully you can find it somewhere on demand if, if you need if you need to. All right, so yeah, we're celebrating Mickey's 90th year. And uh, let's just, I guess, ask here, in celebration of Mickey Mouse, what would be your favorite either Mickey Mouse short that you've seen or your favorite iteration of Mickey Mouse, like a favorite outfit he's worn or a style that he was drawn into? Or I mean, honestly, my favorite, like, well, my favorite, like, outfit slash costume or whatever you want to call it would be Sorcerer Mickey. I just think okay. that one's really super cool looking. I just saw the Funko Pop of that actually today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I like um, that one. My favorite iteration of Mickey Mouse <clears throat> is probably the the black and white cartoons. Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm sad there's no color in there, but <laughs> it's uh, any of those classic shorts. But just how, you know, I like his eyes being just all black instead of having the pupils. Yeah. Um, and the white in the eyes. Uh, I don't know. He was just, he looks different back then. I, I find his attitude very cute back then, too. He's very, uh, he's a troublemaker more than he is yeah. nowadays. <clears throat> so I'd say that's my favorite iteration. I actually met Steamboat Willie Mickey uh, at Disneyland when we got, when we had our, um, right after our engagement, me and my wife's engagement. That's cool. Uh, he was in Toontown. Apparently, he meets in all these different outfits, and we met him with uh, Steamboat Willie. Hmm. The only bad thing is his face was still color. <clears throat> Had the peach. Oh. Wow, but that's weird. the outfit was Steamboat Willie Mickey without that. Oh, yeah. You I know? think I remember. But he had, like, the set there. He had, like, a... It was really cool. Um, yeah, but definitely the black and white cartoons are my favorite iteration of of mickey mouse uh growing up watching those on the vhs tapes or on the dvd treasure sets that we re- you know that we got mm-hmm. as we were growing up so really influenced a lot of uh a lot of my childhood so um you know i'm sure there's some people that might like you know i think dad's favorite is probably brave little taylor Oh Mickey yeah, Mouse. that's a cool one too. It we is. saw that when we were at the um, he was in that outfit 
or he is in that outfit during Phantasmic. Yes, yes. I and forgot I think about he that. Meets, <clears throat> he meets at that one, I think, too, in, in California sometimes. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's why they are able to do it. I, mean, I guess they could do it here, since they could use the Phantasmic suits, but um, at... Uh, Disneyland, Fantasmic is in Disneyland Park. Um, so, I mean, they could probably just move the suit backstage, <clears throat> you know, the costume, and have him kind of wear the random ones. And then when it comes right. to nighttime, when he's not meeting anymore, they just put it back in there for the right for the others, for the Fantasmic show. So, anyway, so that's our celebration of Mickey Mouse there. Um, we can get started on the news then. Um, cause we got quite a lot here. Um, so one big thing here that we want to touch on is Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, you know, break, Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, I mean, Ralph breaks the internet is coming, uh, Jan- uh November 21st to theaters. Right. Just a few weeks. What, three weeks? Yeah. Um, visitors to California Adventure can find Ralph and Vanellope at Hollywood Lane starting Friday, November 9th. Hmm. Uh, on the East Coast, guests at Epcot will be able to visit the video game duo at Innoventions West starting Wednesday, November 21st. Yeah, that's cool. So. They'll be back out then. Because, I mean, we met them a few years back. Right. I don't think I've actually ever met them. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it was both of them. That or just Ralph. I'll have to look. But I remember it because I remember the setup and everything. That was when it was in that animation spot. Yeah. Um, So we also have some... um, You there? uh, Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So... um, Another news here that we have is Walt Disney um, is starting to station non-security cast members at resort booths to better collect parking fees. So, um, you know, Walt Disney started, (coughs) Walt Disney World, not him himself, started charging guests for parking at their resort hotels. Um, According to WDW News Today, many guests are now utilizing online check-in methods that allow them to skip the front desk, which means they also skip registering a car parked at the hotel. Which was clever, but they caught on to this. Mm -hmm. And they now have stationed a non-security cast member in addition to the guard. This cast member verifies the guests have a car and that they will be parking at the resort and then tack on those parking fees. Hmm. All right, and then uh, some other Disney World news here we got here. Uh, Coronado Springs, you know, is getting a little bit of a makeover. And that means so is the shop Panchitos. Um, before Panchitos had the bird, you know, Panchito. Right. From the Three Caballeros. On the sign, they removed him from the sign. All characters have been removed from the store. Uh, they had like murals Why? painted everywhere uh, to make it give more of a, comp- a contemporary feel uh, since they're trying to cater towards the business convention center use. Oh. 
So are they still keeping it called Panchitos? Yeah. Yep. They just got rid of all the nice murals of the three caballeros. That sucks. I mean, yeah. you should just whatever and expect it. You're coming to a convention, but you're going to Disney World for it. Yeah, Who cares? If you're having a convention center, if you're using a convention center in Disney World, you should expect some Disney there. Uh, is how I think of it. I agree. I agree. Um, so, according to the Parks blog, um, the Enchanted Tiki Room, you know, they have a uh, an animatronic called Rosita, or mm-hmm. used to have one called Rosita. Uh, it's removed from Disneyland, and it's actually going to be um, featured at the new Tropical Hideaway Food and Beverage Area when it opens in Disneyland later. When's it say later this year? Hmm. So yeah, they'll have a nice little animatronic there from that to kind of give it that feel. And rumor here that uh, this is, well, WDW News Today is claiming that this is news. Um, Nothing's been officially announced, so we'll just keep it in the rumor category until... Proven otherwise. (laughs) Until it's proven. Um, But supposedly the Mickey Mouse uh, runaway railway ride is coming to Disneyland as well. Oh. Uh, It's going to be going in Toontown, supposedly. And it's not going to be replacing Roger Rabbit or Gadget's Go Coaster. So it would just be a new ride that's going to take up some backstage area. And they don't have a Mickey ride either, right? No, they do not. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I, I guess it's... I, I, it doesn't have like a time frame, um, so I don't know when it would open. Since you know they have to be probably further along right now at Hollywood Studios than in uh, Disneyland. So, um, but I guess we'll see. As long as it's not replacing anything there, I'm totally down with it because you know I liked Roger Rabbit cartoon spin. I wouldn't want to see that go because. Well, my, know, that's the only place I can get on it. You well, know? that's like, what I was going to say. You wouldn't want them to take away something that we don't have here to put something to, in that we're exactly, going to have here. Exactly. And if I really like the ride, at least whenever I visit California, I'll be able to ride it there as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to get rid of exclusive rides to then give us the same ride in Florida. Right. Um, so new merchandise... Uh, collection featuring Lucasfilm uh, is now available at the launch bay in Hollywood Studios. So it has like keychains, mugs, magnets that have the Lucasfilm logo, uh. Uh, pens, hats, shirts. Yeah, the works uh, for the Lucasfilm logo. I don't and know I how got... great of a seller that is, but. Uh, I think you'll be surprised so I I actually have uh, just one last park thing before we get into some of the other stuff Um, Pixar Pier uh, the lamp Luxo Jr. 
has made its debut at the entrance of Pixar Pier's sign now. So it has an animatronic that sits on top of the Pixar Pier sign. Um, so there's some video of that online on how it performs and stuff. That's so, cool. Um, yeah, pretty cool. It looks cool in the night. Like, if you see a picture of it at night, it actually has, like, a real light inside of it. Oh, so that's neat. It, like, lights up. All right, and then I just got some TV and movie news. Um, so I guess we'll just go over to that real quick. Yeah, there was something else I was just thinking about when we were talking about stuff, but then now I can't even remember what it was. So maybe it'll dawn on me. I don't know. So in an interview with BBC's Chris Evans' breakfast show, Tom Hanks said he got emotional oh, that's what it was. the ending <laughs> of the Pixar film Toy Story 4, which is due out next summer. To the point that he could not even look at the crew that he was recording with. Here's Hanks' uh, quote. I didn't want to see them, and I wanted to pretend they couldn't see me. When I realized what they were going for, I realized, oh, this is a moment in history. Hanks goes on to say that Toy Story 4 is going to have an impactful ending, noting that the story of Woody, Buzz, and the gang uh, has emotionally resonated with fans since the original film's release in 1996. Um, uh, apparently Tim Allen in September said the same thing. I was going to say, talk. I was actually going to uh, say, he couldn't get through the last scene. Yeah. I was going to say, I knew I read that somewhere before too. And then I just saw the Tom Hanks thing, um, the other day. But yeah, I remember reading before that he said he couldn't, um, could, had a hard time or couldn't even get through the last scene. So emotional um okay this is what his quote is it is so emotional it's so funny it's so big the idea of what they've come up with i couldn't even get through the last scene a couple of the scenes toward the end were really hard to get through um so oh, in, if in you're case people yeah go ahead if you're at all a superhero fan infinity war i'm a big super, superhero fan that didn't seem like it was going to work and it was a lot of vignettes that all made sense he said in reference to how toy story 4 story will work hmm so, so i guess zerg is gonna snap his fingers and uh, <laughs> i think he needs the as toys to how disappear. to put it all together i guess right right um so for people that don't know or don't remember toy story 4 is supposed to be revolving around uh woody and bo peep uh buzz and woody set out to find bo peep who was sold at a yard sale by Andy's mother sometime between the events of Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Uh, Andy's mom and her damn yard sales. Uh, the script will be <laughs> written by Stephanie Folsom, uh, Blacklist. Um, originally, Rashida Jones and Will McCormick were supposed uh, to write it, but they left due to cre- creative dif- uh, d- differences. Well, that seemed really um, quick. I feel like they left not that long ago and they're already like filming last scene i think they just announced scene. they left not that long ago oh okay okay and then i just got one last piece of news and i actually have a, a little bit of a story to, I, that i wanted to highlight as well but um the we talked about this a little bit back in d20 not, not d23 um maybe it was comic con um but November 10th, they're having an episode of DuckTales Season 2. 
Oh, yeah. With um, Panchito and Jose Carioca. So that's next um, week, From the Three right? Caballeros. Yes, that's next um, Saturday. Yes, it was first teased at San Diego Comic-Con. So there it is. That is... well, And that's according to EW. They got the exclusive on this. They also have a clip for it. I'm not watching the clip. I'm trying to be surprised. So. Anytime with the Three Caballeros is A-OK in my book. <laughs> so... Um, and then uh, Sci-Fi Wire, which is, a you know, Sci-Fi, the channel, their website, syfy.com. Uh-huh. They had an article that came out on the 1st that was called, Life is Like a Hurricane, an Oral History of the Disney Afternoon. Oh, I think um, I did see creation. something with that. I didn't so read I it, So I read though. this. So it has interviews with Tad Jones, uh, t- sorry, Tad Stones. Um, Jim Magon, Gary Kressel, um, who talk about how it was all put together. Um, one of the things that really, I'm not going to go over the whole article, but there was really some interesting stuff that sort of, uh, stuck out. So Michael Eisner, when he first took over Disney, uh, sat, you know, called these people into a meeting and, uh, wanted to use characters that were not as used and um you know make some more uses out of them Mm -hmm. and um michael eisner came from the tv world uh you know he came from tv and and came over to uh disney after working for i think it was paramount or he yeah i think it was paramount um and, uh, you know, Disney at that point didn't really have anything going on in the TV realm. So that was one of his things. He wanted to have a TV animation. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things that came out um, was called The Wuzzles. Do you remember The Wuzzles? No. Me neither. I have to look so them this up. Is, this is the first thing that comes out. Um uh, so oh, it was you on, know what? It was on I have CBS. seen it. it was I on have CBS. seen it. But it's about animal crossbreeds, two different species stacked together with names like Butter Bear for half butterfly, half bear, and Hopopotamus for uh, a rabbit and Hippopotamus. I mean, Hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wuzzles premiered in 1985, so it was a little before your time anyway. Um, but yeah, there's some clips of that too on the sci-fi website. They have a YouTube. So the next thing was the adventures of the gummy bears. So well, I don't really remember gummy bears. Um, that's right. You said that. So here's how, uh, it kind of, uh, came to be here. So, um, Let's see where we get to that part of the article at. Oh, okay. Uh, Magon says, The one show that came completely out of thin air was The Gummy Bears. I remember Michael, talking about Michael Eisner, mm-hmm. saying that his kids had just ca- got back from camp, and all they could talk about was this new candy called Gummy Bears, which is the German for rubber bears. And uh, this is still Magon saying this. I'm always kind of amazed by this because he didn't know who I was or anything, but he just turned to me and said, Make me a show called Gummy Bears. Hmm. 
because his kids were obsessed with gummy bears. Mm-hmm. What a way to create a TV show. Uh, I know, right? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, they went out, and originally they thought he was joking, and then he's like, oh, where's my show? And they're like, oh, we're working on it. You know, and then they had to quickly type something up. Um, they had a, Originally, they had a villain named Licorice Whip, <laughs> and they had Scummy, Gu- Scummy Gummy, and they said it was a really bad show, but they kind of eventually figured out what the show was supposed to be. Um, here's a nice quote from, uh, Peraza. He was an art, uh, an artist on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he said about Michael Eisner's son loving gummy bears, he said, which, you know, I enjoy them too, but I'm not sure I would make a TV show called Butterfingers or Mars Bars or Snickers. <laughs> That's true. Um, so that, that was a really interesting part I thought I would, uh, bring up here and then we start getting into um you know that show ran for four years or about five years actually i think um 67 episodes of the show and it ended in 1990 um then they were going to do a series called fluffy dogs um which did a they did an episode hour long on thanksgiving and in 1986 on abc for fluffy dogs it was supposed to be a pilot, and it just failed so bad that they just uh, said never mind for floppy dogs. <laughs> That's weird. That's like another weird. I don't know. That one's almost weird. Weirder in a name, in a sense. Right, or like then, they were uh, just trying to go too far into the whole like putting a name in front of an animal and right. running with it. Um, so then uh, they, they started working on looking for another show, and this one artist has a drawing of a duck, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody says, hey, why don't you tell them about your duck? And that duck became Launchpad McQuack. Hmm. So DuckTales went into production in 1986 during the summer. Um, and let's see here. Um, Launchpad was, this is Weimer's uh, talking here, Launchpad McQuack was kind of the starting point for DuckTales, even though it ended up starring Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Scrooge. We pitched him as the world's worst pilot, who was so proud that any crash he could walk away from was a good crash. Um, And then they were off and running. Um, So then some of them, uh, one of these people was actually friends with Carl Banks, who did a lot of the Scrooge comic books. So it kind of started building more off of the Scrooge comic books. Um, let's see here. Uh, if people want to read the full article, you should because I, I all day Friday I was reading this uh, article. Yeah, I saw it pop up, but I guess I don't know. I think we were like in the car or something. I was like, oh, I have to read that, and then I just never saw it again. Um, originally, um, they weren't allowed to have. Like, no shows starring, like, Mickey, Donald, or Goofy at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they allowed them to have Donald in for, like, one scene in the first episode where it says that he's going to the Navy. And then uh, he was in, I think, around seven of the episodes total or something. A few of the episodes. But the one where it gets really interesting is uh, Rescue Rangers. 
So originally, this was starting out as a TV show based off of The Rescuers back in 1984. Okay. Um, then they were like, let's not do that because they're in, they, they have their own movie. If we want to do like a sequel or whatever, we can do another high budget film, whatever. Right. Um, so then these other two people came up with a pitch called Miami Mice, a parody of Miami Vice. Uh, and then they changed the title to Metro Mice. Um, which was a real kind of, they said, gritty Hill Street Blues police station type place run by rodents. Um, with the villain still being the fat cat from Rescue Rangers. Then they, um, the head of Rescue Rangers was going to be called Kit Colby. And they actually have sketches on here too from Tad Stones. But in this version of Rescue Rangers, they have uh, a, a mouse. Um, about like actually three mice. A cricket. A f- lizard and a, a bald eagle. Hmm. <laughs> um, and what happened was that, you know, they're like, hey, Kit Colby and Colt Cheddarson, they're, they're great, but nobody knows who these people are. Um, and because DuckTales was a hit, they started going down the list of characters like, okay, who can we touch, who can't we touch type of situation. Right. They said every year they were trying to actually develop something with Mickey but they kept getting rejected because the network and Michael Eisner and such were thinking, like, no. Like, at one point, they actually started thinking of what would Mickey and the gang be like as teenagers type of show. Uh, and then they did, what about babies? And then each time it came in for a pitch, they kept getting no. Um, they didn't want to do Goofy either at that point. So they get down, they wouldn't do Pluto but they get to Chip and Dale, and Michael Eisner immediately says, put those guys in the show. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're such a good... I think of them Which is all great, the time. too, because actually, you had two leads in the other one, Colt Cheddarson and Kit Colby, and then you immediately... You know, Chip and Dale, they're a duo. You know, they're... they're there you right, go. right. Um... So then, you know, they created the other characters around that. Okay. And then um, another show that they were actually working on uh, was pretty interesting. Uh, This never got anywhere. But they were developing a remake of Rocky and Bullwinkle. And then they realized they didn't have the rights. So then they were going to make a show about Winnie the Pooh. Who was going to be living in New York City. Uh, they're all wearing clothes. He goes to work. He got a job. And they're solving mysteries and stuff. Is what it's described as. Oh my god. That would and be the, weird. The artist replied, does he have a Scooby van or something to go with it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sci-Fi Wire says, Winnie the Dew never happened. Which was pretty pretty clever there. Um, but they were developing a show called The B Players. Okay, like the letter B. And it was all the characters on a back lot who hadn't worked in years, kind of taken like from Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's Clara, uh, Clara, um, Clarabelle Cow. You know the, you know Clarabelle the Cowbell person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was half human, half cartoon characters, and they were led by Baloo. Um, and the sidekick was a guy named Ricky Rat who was actually a cousin to Mickey Mouse. And he, he couldn't understand why he couldn't get his big break. 
Um, and, you know, people are telling them it's because you're a rat and people don't want to watch rats. Uh, they pitched it. Um, and it got turned down every single time. Hmm. So finally, uh, they actually have a picture of it, too. Like, what Ricky looks like. Right. Um, uh, so what happened, they wanted to keep Baloo. Uh, but they wanted to build a whole new world around him. And uh, so then they started thinking about adding Launchpad McQuack in it again. Mm-hmm. Um, about him being like a freelance pilot. He didn't work for Scrooge. He was just hired by Scrooge every so often. Um, but then uh, they said, what if we put Baloo in the pilot's role and we'll give him a kid kind of like Mowgli. And that kid became a 12-year-old bear cub who became Ki- Cloud uh, Kicker. Mm-hmm. Which was taken from Kit Colby from the Rescue Rangers. Right. And then they called it Tailspin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they yeah, they started setting up and, you know, adding in uh, other characters. Um, and then... You know, they started thinking of, there was an episode of DuckTales called Double O Duck, and they wanted to do a show called Double O Duck, um, and realized they couldn't, actually. And the reason why they couldn't is because Double O is not an actual thing. It's something that Ian Fleming created for uh, James Bond. So that would fall under the copyright of right. James Can't Bond. Right, can't take that, right. So, what they did was they called it Darkwing, and then somebody added the word duck to the end of it. So, that was how the parody of superheroes Darkwing Duck became. So, it's a really great article. They have lots of other tidbits. I just kind of graced, you know, just uh, a little bit of what they've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they also talk about Goof Troop, the reason why it was called Goof Troop. Originally, it was supposed to be about Goofy being a scout leader for Boy Scouts, like a boy troop. Um, and the name just stuck. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's tons of great information in here. If anybody's interested in reading the whole thing, um, it's a really good read. I gave you just some of the most interesting tidbits. But uh, there's still tons of other great stuff in there about how they actually create these shows and create these characters. And I just wish there was some way that we could find these shows and watch them on TV. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Disney Play streaming app will have it. But... Yeah. We can only hope. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was so successful. DuckTales is back. Yep. Um. And what I like about this DuckTales is that it actually gives Huey, Dewey, and Louie um, personalities. Because uh, yeah, they actually yeah. said that one of these writers and animators said in the article by sci-fi.com actually said that they made it purposefully where they did not have any personality. They all had one personality. Um, yeah. So no, I kind of like now that you, kinda, you can tell them apart by not just what they're wearing. Like you right. Usually get, by, but you can tell them apart how by act. how they're acting. Right. The voice acting, too, you know. Um, you can understand what they're saying. Uh, that's the problem with Donald sometimes. Is you can't really understand what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, that's uh, 
that's all we really got for today. Um, um, do you have any ideas for a final question here as we get ready to close it out? Not that I can think of. I was trying to think of something that's happening, but... Um... No, not really. Do you have anything? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we covered the Mickey Mouse one there. Um, I guess out of those shows that we mentioned, if we have a favorite, I know we talked about favorite Disney cartoons before, but I don't know if we've done specifically the Disney Afternoon out of these Yeah, I don't episodes, think we have. Um, out of these shows. So what was, you know, out of Goof Troop, Care, I mean, Gummy Bears, DuckTales, um... Flat floppy dog or whatever, um, floppy floppy dogs. Goof. Troop. I think I'm gonna have to say Goof Troop because I feel like that's the one I remember the most. Really? Yeah. I don't remember Goof Troop that much at all. Really? Yeah. I think I remember Goofy Movie very well. Oh well, that's but for I, sure. I don't remember Goof Troop, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. So, um. I would probably have to go with with DuckTales or Darkwing Duck. Those are both good. Really good. Tailspin is probably my least favorite out of the bunch. Really? I like that one a lot, too. Gummy Bears is my least favorite out of the bunch. Yeah, because you don't even remember it. I don't remember it. And just the concept of them being called Gummy Bears, but they're not actually Gummy Bears. It's just weird. Um, But yeah, I think I would have to go with with the Duck franchise. You know, DuckTales or Darkwing Duck. Um, especially like, you know, it, I think I might have to go with Darkwing Duck because I think it's funnier. Yeah. At times, because DuckTales, like DuckTales nowadays is funny, but back then it wasn't as funny as, you know, like watching some of like the episodes back then, it's like funny to kids. It's not as funny to uh, adults. Yeah. It's like yeah. the older episodes. These newer ones are funny for the whole family. Right, that's right. That's what I really like. Um. But yeah, Darkwing Duck is probably my favorite. Uh, really awesome to have met him. And I really miss that show in Toontown that they used to do that had all of those. I know. It was so good. I just miss Toontown, but I mean, I miss that show. And I know they still have, I think mom and dad still have it on like VHS somewhere. I don't know if somewhere. they do, but I found it on YouTube. So if oh, you did? interested in what I'm talking about, go on YouTube. And, and what was and it called? I forget. I hold on. I think I have it favorited. Hold on. Let me check it. If I have it on here, um, it may have been favorited on my old phone though. Yeah, I don't think I have it on here anymore. But um. I'm pretty sure you can just Google, you know, the show. Yeah. And and find it on there. But it had a nice set and then you just had, you know, all of the characters together is really great. Alright, well, I think that about wraps us up. If you wanna tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at All Adventures. 
A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures and the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. All right, and you can follow the podcast on Behind the Dreams uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast, um, gmail.com. You can send us an email at um, Behind the Dreams Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter at BT Disney Podcast, and I think that's it. So um, we'll catch everybody next week. Um, oh, also, real quickly, there was a brief minute trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 that featured Tangled World. Looked pretty good. It actually had voice acting in it, so you can hear Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore. Oh, that's um, cool. Voicing the characters. So, check that out if you guys haven't. But yeah, other than that, that's that's pretty much everything that I got. So, um, everybody enjoy Mickey's 90th celebration. Hopefully you watched it on the uh, on ABC Family. I mean, on ABC not abc family Uh, that doesn't doesn't even exist exist anymore anymore. (laughs) on abc (laughs) um i got my celebrating mickey mouse dvd that has those 13 shorts on it too so i bought that yesterday yeah i'll have to watch uh, it i'll have to watch it sometime Um, but that's it so everybody you know enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch you all next time see you later Low battery. <laughs> See ya real soon.